Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop and Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Right now, I'm talking with Stan. Okay, let me try and get this right. Lazuski. Lazeski? Lazeski. Lazeski. Okay, cool. Right on, man. So, uh, we're talking right now via Zoom, 2020 style. Uh, in a normal, in a in another timeline, they would probably be on tour right now, supporting their brand new record. Um, but that is not what we have here in 2020. It's quite different. Instead, he's at home uh, drinking Red Bulls, playing video games. Are you on that new PS5? I am not. So I uh, I slept on the release and I, I missed out. But um, I'm on PS4 for now. Okay, okay. All right. Well, hopefully Santa will bring you a PS5 for Christmas. We'll see, right? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So you're, uh, you guys are in Little Rock, Arkansas. Is that right? That is correct, yes. Right on, man. So, um, I guess first question for you is how are things going, uh, in, in your neck of the woods? How are things, uh, you know, uh, I mean, kind of weird all over the United States, but how's things going sure. for you guys? Uh, things, things are, uh, things are pretty good. Um, well, I, I guess all, all things considered, I've gotten become a homebody yeah. throughout this entire quarantine process. Um, so from my end, things are okay. I've kind of had to do uh, some medication balancing to deal with uh, some of that COVID stress and depression um, on a personal level. But I, I'm doing all right. Um, locally, the numbers are spiking, but that that's expected. Um, yeah. It it's been it's been chaotic, and I'm just I'm just along for the ride, I guess. Okay, right on, man. Well, uh, how are you personally been able to stay sane? Uh, you know, you said you stay, you're like a homebody, so staying safe. How have you been able to stay sane? I mean, aside from, like you said, the med- uh, medical, you know, doing different medications and stuff. How, what what have you been channeling your energy into? So uh, when when the, uh, when the quarantine, the, the coronavirus first hit the States, um, my first, one of the first few things I did was cancel my gym membership. Yeah. Um, but when I did that, I was like, well, I don't want to just give up being active completely. Like yes. I just need to do it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of went on a, uh, Facebook marketplace bender and bought a whole bunch of home workout gear on a whim. Dude, and they so are gouging. Able to work- they are gouging prices. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was bad for a little bit. Um, or anything that was a, a a deal would be like gone instantly. Mm-hmm. So I was like constantly refreshing my phone those first couple of weeks yeah. to try to find good deals. But I, I, it ain't pretty, it ain't super nice, but it gets the job done. I got kind of a little, um, 
home workout spot. So I, I just kind of go in there and blast my music. Uh, it's like a shed in my backyard. Cool. And just hit the weights for a little bit every day. And that I think that helps keep me balanced um, a little bit. So beginning of 2020, you know, you guys gearing up for the big release of the big full-length Holocene Extinction. And then, you know... 2020 happens what's it like for you to release like the most anticipated record in your career amidst uh a whole lot of bull yeah well so so it's, it's mixed i'm glad to have finally gotten it out um i think a lot of the lyrical content kind of fit what was going on yeah um or what is and was going on at the time uh just some of the civil unrest that was was going on so 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 in certain ways the release timing worked but obviously uh not being able to tour was was the biggest gut punch to us we haven't been we've never been a band that's been able to tour um very much we've done a little bit here and there but with this release we were hoping to hit a lot of uh, a lot of areas mm-hmm. that we've never hit before and uh and you know we had big, pretty big plans and obviously none of that happened so um it is what it is but we're just kind of rolling with punches Nice, dude. Well, that's all you can do, man. And and um, I'm assuming you have no problem with putting yourself out there as far as your stance on political issues and stuff. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's pretty clear. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Usually, I ask like musicians, um, you know, do you feel comfortable using your platform to like stand up? And I don't even have to ask you that because that's like exactly sure. <laughs> your band is. Uh, of course it's plastered all over um was that was that a um something you guys all agreed on or is that just a personal like you write the lyrics so this is what you want to write about well so it's it's definitely a little bit of both obviously um to keep things as as genuine as possible everyone in the band is is pretty pretty like-minded and on the same wavelength um so a, a lot of the lyrical content and stuff does come from me specifically, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have anyone in the band that, you know, I opposed any of those views or I sure. at all. So, so it, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm kind of the purveyor of that message, but as a whole, we all kind of, we're all with it. Cool. Right on. So again, I'm talking with Stan, the singer of Terminal Nation. Uh, their new record, Holocene Extinction, is available now. And I wanted to talk to you about uh, hooking up with 20 Bucks Spin because they are just putting hit after hit after hit. They are just, Ooh. I could just, I could subscribe to 20 Bucks Spin and just pay for everything that they put out without sight unseen. No kidding. Like, kind of yeah, like no Sub Pop used to do that back in the day. I feel like 20 right. Bucks Spin could do that. <laughs> um, Tell me, oh, what's that? So, how how did you guys hook up with Twenty Bucks Spin, and uh, what's that been like working with them? Um, so it, it was kind of a, a weird thing. I think um, last year, while we were writing our full length, we were kind of label shopping. I mean, we we knew our value, but we were looking for a label to to do the record. Yeah, and um, we we had a few leads here and there, but nothing ever really felt right or came to uh, came to fruition. But um, are you still with me? There? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. I, okay. Okay. I, I had a weird, uh, weird pop up on my phone there. Sorry about that. But uh, so, so we were in the process of writing the record. We were going to be recording it soon. Um, we didn't have a, a label in mind, but we we had enough money that we built up from. We did a, a small little run with our friends and Paul Bear, 
Um, Hell yeah. We've just done a few online merch swaps. Great, great band. Great band. Yeah. Love those guys. Uh, and then we did a few like merch drops. Um, and so we had a nice little like, like, yo, we can just record this album ourselves. Like we have the budget to make what we want. We mm-hmm. don't need a label. So we kind of went into the studio and just did our thing. And we, we just self-funded the record. And uh, we're like, yo, after we get our finished product, like in our head, I in my head, I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of hard to convey that. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. To, to sell that to somebody without uh, having a finished product there. So I was like, yo, we're just going to do this record and then we'll shop it around to labels. Um, so after the, we, we, we recorded the record in October, had it mixed and mastered, and then we shopped it around to a few labels that, in my opinion, I thought were kind of, uh, I I was throwing Hail Mary. Yeah. Uh, just hoping for the best. Yeah. Maybe shooting a, a, what, in my opinion, what I thought was, was above um, uh, our, our value, I guess. But I was like, I'll, I'll go high, and then we'll see where that gets me. And then if I keep, you know, if we can't settle on anything, I'll, I'll keep looking. Shoot your shot, man. And, uh, yeah, and 20 bucks spin. I, I love that label. It's one of my favorite metal labels. Like you said a little bit earlier, they're just everything is just fire. Um, a tastemaker label, if you will. Absolutely. And metal. Um, so we, we hit them up, and uh, Dave, who who kind of runs, runs the show, he yeah. was just like, he was just so chill. He was like, "Yeah, I'll do it if you guys don't have anything agreed upon with anybody, and you want you want to make it happen. Let's do it." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Like, you know, he he was aware of the lyrical content. He was aware of of the message, the style. You know, he listened to the record. He was happy with it, and uh, it was it was just as easy as that. Like, that was one of the first labels that that responded to us positively. And yeah. I was like, "Yo, if twenty bucks spin is down to do it, why keep why keep looking?" Yeah. Uh, so we just. We kind of settled with that, and I'm I'm very happy with the outcome. That dude's been awesome. He's super supportive, and like you said, um, it's he's constantly putting out awesome stuff. So it's it's cool to be uh, a part of that that lineage now. I feel like if twenty bucks been obviously no one's doing shows, but if if uh, if in the future they were to do some sort of fest, I feel like you guys would really stand out because uh, not to say that they have like a sound particularly, but there's a lot of doom, a lot of death metal, you know. But sure. uh, you guys are, have a little bit more of a hardcore tinge with your death metal. Sure. Um, I feel like that would make you guys really stand out. Uh, so you guys definitely have a lot of hardcore influences. Did you grow up in the hardcore scene, or where do you come from? More of the metal. Where where does your band um, like your roots? Yeah, yeah. So so me personally, um, I guess you know I, I I would classify myself as, like as my teenage years uh, as being a hardcore kid. Yeah. Um, and, and the majority of the band kind of grew up in in the hardcore scene. Now Dalton, our guitar player, he joined the band uh, after our first seven inch. He came from more of a, a metal background, yeah. And uh, you can kind of tell after that first seven inch, the we have more of like a hardcore punk vibe, and then and then Dalton kind of pulls his uh, his writing style into it, and then we kind of lean more metal after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think all of us, for the majority, all of us are kind of uh, we both have our feet firmly planted in both the metal and hardcore world. Um, a couple of us lean more hardcore, a couple of us lean more metal, but, um, we're kind of, we kind of straddle that line a little bit in Little Rock, uh, Little Rock's such a small city, such a small scene that we can't really, uh, be picky and choosy, you know, uh, our, our kind of, our hardcore and metal scenes kind of have, they have to blend in as one or else, you know, we don't have enough people to, to facilitate two different scenes of such similar, uh, similar styles. 
Fair enough, man. So if, if if you're listening now and you're like, okay, hardcore kids playing death metal, it probably sounds like deathcore. That's not exactly what I'm talking about. It's not deathcore. It's more of what um, recently I've talked with a lot of um, roots hardcore band, hardcore kids that start death metal bands, Zabulba, Gatecreeper, Harm's Way, Creeping Death. A lot of that, I'd say, is like a new wave of like hardcore kids just getting more death metal and it sounds like terminal nation that's kind of like your wave too yeah yeah so we we do get categorized with with some of those bands you mentioned i think uh like fuming mouth creeping death yeah uh zabalba uh we get categorized with them and, and that's an honor to me i think that that stuff rules um i know some people like to maybe um hate on uh on hardcore kids playing playing death metal styles or whatever but uh at, i mean at the end of the day so there's a lot of hardcore that, that you know kind of sucks, but uh, the, the metal influence stuff rules. Um, and hardcore bands, I guess there, there's a lot of hardcore kids that write music. Um, I guess very with an ADD mindset, like yo, hurry up and let's get to the mosh part, let's get to the breakdown, whatever. And like that's a poor way of writing. But if, if you take that mindset and then after X number of years, uh, you 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 mastered finding the groove finding the uh, the heavy parts of songs and uh, so you know I'm with it I'm with that movement I'm not mad at it and of course two uh two bands that are actually Grammy nominated are also kind of within that movement too Code Orange of course and then Power Trip RIP Riley Gale um yes so one thing I wanted to say I have no problem with that I actually started so um you were a guest on the show Dead Air the, yes. Yeah, yes. I actually started that radio show back in 2004. So, oh wow, small world. Okay, and then I passed okay. that on cool. uh, to Trevor. So, also, um, that's awesome. I do I a death metal show, but this can you see this Project X? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. there you go. I, I have no problem with hardcore kids playing death metal. It's <laughs> it's actually I love it. It's it, it's cool to see. Um, you know, hardcore kids starting thrash bands. Uh, you know, death metal people starting emo bands. It's all good. Um, so that rock so yeah uh what are some of your favorite releases of 2020 i personally have had more time to just sit back and listen to music and really just like yes totally so what 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 are some of your uh your standout albums of the year aside from the new terminal nation (laughs) so i i it's gonna be hard if you were to ask me this question you know an hour ago my my uh my answers might might be slightly skewed. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of a lot of good stuff. I think, like you said, this year I've had more time on my hands to just sit down and uh, listen to music mm-hmm. uh, and appreciate music more. I don't know if that means that there was better albums out this year than there normally would be, or if I just have had more time to absorb them. Yeah, I, I, I've been buying music like crazy. Uh, cool. Some records that have stood out to me. I, have you listened to the? New uh, Faceless Burial LP. Oh yeah, that is brutal. It it rocks. Yeah, it's really good. Um, that that's a good one. Um, the Undeath LP. I think mm-hmm. it, it's it's hyped up, but justifiably so. Uh, Necrot released a fantastic album. Yeah. Um, it's kind of standard Necrot, but you know, I I think I said before, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. So they're 
they're uh, masters at, at what they do. That when you say standard Necrot, it's like it's so standard good. It's like uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, of course. It's like people yeah, are like, yeah. oh yeah, Hatebreed. They release the same song over and over. It's like, well, I like the song, so yeah, that, the one song is good. So when they put fifteen albums worth, of it at least you know, yeah, at least it's tolerable. Exactly. Um, I the uh, I, I on, on twenty bucks spin the Atramentus. I believe. Haven't checked it out I'm yet. Pronouncing that correctly, it's Funeral Doom, and I'm not a fu- Funeral Doom guy. I, okay. Like just putting that out there, it's not it's not my cup of tea at all, and it's something that I shouldn't like. However, at the beginning of our call, I mentioned I've been playing video games. Yeah. I've been playing Death Stranding. I'm not sure if you're familiar. No. With the game, okay. Well, so it, it's a creepy, spooky game, and um, the premise of the game, without getting too deep into it, you do a lot of deliveries through like barren wastelands, like on oh. foot delivery. So you're just like walking through the desert, walking through the mountains, walking through the forest. Sounds like funeral really dark and grim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to avoid like these ghost monsters in the air. Uh, but I've been playing that and listening to, uh, to that Atramentus record. And it like, it goes, it meshes so perfect. Um, the vibes are just like spot on. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so that Atramentus record is very good. Um, Drains California yeah, Curse. It's a great album. That's that rocks. It's it, it's pre, it's pretty thrashy. It's it's fun hardcore. Um, so I, I'm with it. It's fun hardcore without being cheesy. So uh, what I, you, do you like that, that new Mind Force? Oh man, Mind Force rocks, dude. So there's like there's hardcore bands in 2020, and then there's Mind Force. Yep, yep. It's, it's good. It's good. It, oh it's yeah. It's like if uh, I told somebody, it's like if. Randy Rhodes joined Leeway. Oh yeah, and like that—that's what you would get. Like, like the the guitar work is just insanity. I sh- uh, I showed that AP. I showed. Sorry about that. I showed my friend um, Ryan. I sh- shout out to Ryan the Beard. I showed him that Mind Force and he, the guitar work. He goes, "This sounds like cocaine." <laughs> that, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, man. So do you, um, personally, um, as far as like, uh, your music and your listening consumption, are you a streamer? Uh, are you a CD guy? Uh, are you, you know, MP3? Do you do vinyl? What do you prefer? Okay. So, um, I prefer vinyl. Mm-hmm. My record player has, uh, has, I don't, I, I hope it's not bit in the dust. I, I looked out at a uh, resale shop and bought a very nice 1970s cabinet uh cool. and the, the turntable in it but it in the past uh few weeks it's kind of been a little wonky uh-huh. so i've been streaming more so the past few weeks but i definitely prefer vinyl like i mentioned a little bit earlier i've been buying records like crazy this year so vinyl is my preference um i work from home so you know i'll, I'll blast a, uh, i'll put a record on and yeah. then sit down at my computer and and uh respond to a few emails or do some work and just get up 20 minutes later flip that record all day, I'll uh, you know I, I listen to vinyl all day, um, but in the past few weeks I've been relying more on streaming with my my record player down. But those are streaming or vinyl. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Being someone that na- is now what you would consider quote unquote a professional musician uh, with you know a, a big big album out there. What what's your perspective on on streaming? Um, are you a fan of it? I mean, some people have gripes about it. I mean, I don't I I don't have a really a dog in the race because I'm not a musician myself, but I, I hear musicians saying, you know, you know, support it or, you know, do sure. Sure. I don't know. What, what's your perspective so, on it? dude? I guess, 
Yeah, so the, so the age-old saying uh, there's no ethical consumption in, in late-stage capitalism, I guess it would be. So I, I have I subscribed to streaming sites, yeah. but uh, I think they're pretty uh, – um, they don't treat their musicians fairly. That's 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 no secret. Um, so they, they're very uh, just just uh, parasitic. I don't yeah. I don't know if that's that's the uh, that's the word. Uh, but yeah, I mean it sucks. I, I subscribe to streaming sites. I try to uh, purchase physical physical media when I can, or purchase mm-hmm. uh, you know downloads on Bandcamp or whatever when I can. Um, but but I don't know. I, I to, to say that I've taken a hit from streaming services. I don't. I don't think that I have. Um, maybe ask me in a few years. Maybe that'll be different. Uh, you know, maybe my answer will be different. But um, you know, I, streaming sites are, are gross. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm a subscriber. So. Fair enough. Hey, so <laughs> it's did, the world that we live in, I guess. Did you see the news site or, or the news story about how Spotify was saying that they would give preferential treatment to some artists and put them on playlists if they decide that they would take less money per play? Oh God, no! I I didn't see that, but that in absolutely no way, shape, or form surprises me at all. It seems uh, like that's like the that's modern gross. Yeah, it's kind of like it seems like the modern day. Uh, Payola. Yeah, like like a like a pay for play. 2020 version pay for play. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh it's like a it's like a pyramid game almost. Um now that I say pay for play, um was growing up in um, you know, hardcore and 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 then metal and stuff, uh and and being in underground bands, did you ever have to deal with that where you had to pay pay to play at shows? Um you know, I, I, I remember that happening in, like, uh, maybe adjacent worlds. But I guess, you know, I've been booking shows since I was, like, uh, I don't know, 17, 18 years old. Um, so I, I, I could see past the bullshit of, of pay-for-play, you know, pay-to-jump, open up for this band or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I guess I saw past all that, like, way early on. So I totally missed that world. But I did see a bunch of people, you know uh false suckers to those type of teams and it it sucks it's just gross you you seem to uh i guess have a pretty unique perspective you said you've been booking shows since you were 17 or 18 was this just like getting in contact with bands off like myspace or how did you know these (laughs) how did you have the confidence as a 17 or 18 year old to book these bands that are probably much older than you yeah, uh, it, it you're like the mod- Jamie Josta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so so I think a, a lot of the dealings were on MySpace. I think uh, you know, so being from Little Rock, Arkansas, we're not exactly known as being like a hardcore hotbed, right? Yeah. And uh, so there would be bands that would tour, and I would want to see them, so I'd have to drive to like three hours uh, to Memphis or five hours to Dallas or five hours to Oklahoma city yeah. or just another, another larger city in a surrounding state that was, um, maybe a bigger market that could, they could get these bigger tours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these bands would skip little rock. And I think, I, I don't know exactly how it started, but I think I want to say, uh, just hitting up bands and being like, Hey, I see you got an off date between Nashville and Houston. Uh, you want to play little rock. And then, um, you know, I, I, I think it just happened, happened chance like that. And um, maybe after a few larger shows, I, I want to say there was a, a, a 
cross section of like three larger hardcore tours on the way to Sound and Fury in like 2009, and me and a few other guys kind of helped make it happen. It was like Alpha and Omega, uh, Crucified, Harm's Way, and the, like all these bands were on different tours. Yeah. Like, in like surrounding areas and then um a few guys from the area were like yo let's just ask them all if they want to play little rock on this weird off date that you know they happen to be crossing paths on and it happened and then like when that flyer got out it was like nine bands it was obnoxious i could i would never book the show yeah now that i know better but uh it was it was like six fairly larger hardcore bands and they all kind of crossed paths and then there was some local it was obnoxious. It was like nine bands, but that flyer got out, and I think booking agents saw that, and they're like, "Oh, Little Rock's doing stuff." Yeah. And so that kind of from there, it was me and a couple other guys that kind of started booking uh, hardcore and, and metal shows in the area. Uh, just we 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 booked a obnoxious show, and I think we all lost money on it. But uh, word of mouth got around that Little Rock like pays for bands, and and. Ki- a few kids come out, not a whole bunch, but, yeah. but the kids that came out had fun and the bands had fun. So. But you might as well not skip over it and like it, it'll make it worth it. So. Oh, for sure. That's Yeah, if it's, if it's an off day, you might as well play a show. Yep. I remember I remember seeing um it was probably a few years before then it might have been like 2006 or 2007 but it was a uh, Sound and Fury it was like right after Sound and Fury or right before and uh it was a bunch of those bands that came through um and they all met up together I think it was like Have Heart Verse Think I Care Wow um just a blacklisted just a bunch of hardcore bands all together on sure, one sure. and uh that was just like this like epic moment um, so what, who were like your, um, home, hometown heroes as far as like hardcore then if you were booking, um, some of these bands, what were the bands that you would put on as openers and stuff? Oh, oof. okay. So, so I played in a band around that time, um, uh, called jungle juice and we, we were like the only little rock hardcore band for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so, and then there, uh, there was a few other bands that kind of, um, uh, popped up after after we had uh you know kind of started playing i i started jungle juice as a band because there was no it's crazy i'm like reliving this experience as as i'm talking with you but uh i i was booking shows and i had no bands to put on there so i pretty much started a band just to be able to play shows yeah termination was the same way we had kind of had a lull period in 2014 with with uh no locals uh just little rock so small you know it's it's uh it's hard to start a band here uh I, I totally get it but uh but yeah so i started jungle juice my first band because there was uh there was no locals and then i started terminal nation uh my second band because there was no locals in the area to play these shows or whatever um so yeah i i you know we had a, we had a few smaller bands i think johnny cage nice um, is a is a, <laughs> a band that we were homies with in the area um but that, that was it little like like i said little rock small we just kind of the pickings are slim. So if, if you want to start a band and, and become like hometown heroes, Little Rock place to move to Little Rock. The place to do it. If you start a band, you'll be like the only one. That's awesome. Um, what uh, did you, did you ever book any bands like that? Like years later, would get huge or anything like that? Um, and you look back no, and you're like, so, Holy well, God. yeah. I mean, I guess in 2020, yes, I guess some of them did. Um, so I want to say. Touche Amore, mm-hmm. Amore, Touche Amore. I booked them on not one of their early, early, early tours. Uh, I think it was 
2008. Okay, yeah. And uh, they had just, they were touring en route to jump on a tour with a band called Thursday. This was like, uh, I think right after the, the uh, first Touche Amore album. But cool. Um, it was like, they were making a leap to like touring with much larger bands. And I think I had the... You caught them right on the uh, upswing. Yes, yes. I had like the last show that they were booking on there. And like, it was crazy because I had been talking with the band about booking the show like via MySpace messages mm-hmm. and I got them the show. And then uh, out of nowhere, I don't know if they had a booking agent or like they changed from booking it themselves to having an agent in the middle of our talks. And uh, so like I had an agent hit me up. He's like, hey, I need you to sign this contract that you're going to pay X amount. I was like, whoa, nope. what's going on? And I just, I ignored the message and, and nothing ever came of it. <laughs> uh, but it, it, <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah, so so I booked uh, early and actually it was crazy. Another cross section, that Touche Amore show or Touche Amore, it uh, crossed paths with, a backtrack tour. Oh, cool. And so like those two bands definitely, um, you know, normally probably wouldn't play. They, I mean, I'm sure, uh, fans of either band are probably familiar with the other band, but it's a little bit of a styles clash. Totally. But they crossed paths. So I booked, uh, I booked backtrack and touche more both when, when both bands were, were relatively unknown. I think they were both on six, one, three, one. So it was kind of a cool, uh, meeting of, of two different styles in that area. Another band that I booked, um, I'm sure there's more that I'm just forgetting. Yeah. But a, a really cool show is uh, Rotting Out. I love that Creatures. new album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's good. But so this was like in Rotting Out's infancy. And um, I had it at a venue. But the venue that we had, it was like one of those type of venues that pops up and then, and then kind of goes under mm-hmm. after a month, a few months or a year or whatever. I'm well aware um, of those things. I, <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it was... Uh, I had the show booked at a venue like that, but there was a hardcore show maybe uh, a couple weeks prior where a fight broke out at. Okay. So the venue owner's like, no more hardcore shows. So I had Rotting Out and Preachers confirmed with nowhere nowhere to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we ended up just doing a generator show in a park. Nice. Because uh, there was, you know, we're in Little Rock. We have no other venues. The one venue that we had flaked on us. Uh, and it was really cool. It, it, you know, most people don't believe me when I say, Yo, I booked Rotting Out, and they played in the parking lot of a of a skate park. And but yeah, that, that, that's another pretty cool one. That's dope, man. Some good memories. So, what would you say to someone who's listening and they said, you know, keep politics out of music? So my 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 gut instinct is like poser, but um, <laughs> that's but uh, no, I mean. Uh, that, that, it's just it, it's perplexing even now you would think i would have you know uh a witty comeback like ready in the chamber yeah it's just weird or i mean i guess maybe in music in general but in terms of like hardcore even even like some aspects of metal you have your sepultura your, uh, napalm yeah yes, sepultura everything they do is political your yeah. na- yes your napalm deaths bands like that um and then you know it's like i don't know it just makes me think yo like, are you new here? What's going on? Do you, do you, do you need a, a, a brush brush up on your your uh, your history or whatever? But uh, yeah, it ain't for me. You like, you're not gonna silence me. Yeah, and you know that that's kind of where I'm at on that. Well, I was just uh, you know being. I don't agree with that, but I I just wanted to kind of. Sure, sure. Ask a uh, quote unquote devil's advocate, bro. Um, so, of course. 
Yeah, so um, what's the best way to support you guys? Um, so I would right now, obviously the, the, uh, you know, the preferred answer would be come see us in your town, but who knows when that'll be. But, but right now I think, you know, if you listen to the record, tell people about it, tell your friends about it. Yo, Mm -hmm. this band is cool. Check this band out, post about it. Uh, if you listen to the record and you vibe with it, buy the record. Yeah. That's cool too. I'm with that. Um, we, we, we'll probably have a merch store opening up in, in the coming months. Um, so, you know, we'll have merch available. 20 bucks being has shirts, uh, long sleeves, CDs, whatever they, yeah. they, they, they've got you covered. Um, yeah, just, you know, if, if you support and you vibe with what a band is doing, you know, buy their stuff, keep the fuel, their machine, keep, keep them, keep them running. Right on, man. So, uh, just a couple more questions for you being that we are a Northwest show. I'm going to put you on the spot here. And ask, what's your favorite Northwest band of all time? Well, like a Seattle band or North- Portland or mostly Seattle. Okay, so, we're, uh, we're Seattle. Okay, I got you. So, um, in this, maybe it's probably no surprise to you um, that maybe, you know, if you're sonically termination, we we have uh, certain influences are like lean, grindcore, power violence type stuff. Uh, at, oh, wait. You put me on the spot, so I may be a poser here. I want to say Iron Lung. Iron Lung is yes, that area. absolutely. Yeah, shout out Jensen. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, yes. So that that band is incredible. I've seen them maybe four, four or five times. Um, you know, very, in, in like everyone's um, when when you think of the purveyors of of power violence, you know, the top of the pop people jump to like Infest, um, Crossed Out, No Comment, Neanderthal, those type of bands. But I think. Um, in that conversation, Iron Lung is very underrated. Absolutely, um, like that that band was has been pushing boundaries for a long time. And then in terms of like scoping out other bands with Iron Lung records, they're yep. like that that was that's game changing in a lot of ways. You know, a lot of um, they're, they're, they've got a good eye for for catching bands. Um, so yeah, I would say I would say probably Iron Lung in that area for for like hardcore power violence stuff. It really gets doesn't get any better than that. So you said you've seen Iron Lung four or five times, then you know that when you go see Iron Lung, not only do you get a good sonic, like, metal <laughs> grindcore experience, but you also get kind of a comedy show. Jensen has an amazing, dry sense of yeah. humor. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really fun. It, it, it's, uh, it's an experience. Um, I don't know if this would be a knock. Maybe some people might, might take it as a knock. But it's like the uh, power violence version of the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. Uh, yeah, their their live live album. I mean, I'm a Blink One Eight Two nerd or whatever, but uh, their live album where they're just cracking you know dick jokes the whole time. Yeah, uh, in between songs, it's it, it reminds me of Iron Lung. Okay, so I will ask you if you're a big Blink One Eight Two fan, do you go <laughs> along with Tom DeLonge's uh, theories about space? Do you believe that aliens do exist? So. Uh, the the child in me like wants to believe that a hundred percent aliens are absolutely real. I think it's possible. Um, I you know I I don't know if I've seen the evidence to say with a hundred percent certainty that they exist, but I think it's very possible. And would I like for them to exist? One hundred percent. Yes. So you said that you are a Blink One Eighty Two nerd. You're like a big fan. You know, so it was one of my favorite bands growing up. Okay, uh, like, or I guess one of the bands that introduced me, like, 
to punk and then yeah you know under underground music i love blink 182 as well so i gotta ask you okay what are cool. what are a couple of your favorite blink 182 songs because mine is actually their christmas song i won't be home for christmas okay i love that song okay. obviously i can't listen to it every time of the year but you got to listen to it around christmas and then i also love man sure. overboard the extra song that was on yeah. um the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. And then I also love their cover of Another Planet. Okay, okay. What What are your okay, favorite so, Blink-22 so, songs? So Man Overboard, um, I think, is, is probably my favorite. For me, um, I remember like going to, I think it was FYE, to buy uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, like right when it came out. Yeah. And then when I put, when I put the CD on, like that first track, I believe it's Anthem, uh, two, and, uh, like that, it just, da, 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 like, I was just like, oh. so that, I, that one for, for sorry, the, like, it's over. Yes. Um, it, yeah. So man overboard. And then, and then, uh, that, that first track off, take off your pants. Jacket. I, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but. I guarantee you, after this conversation, I'm going to go. I'm going to go play it right now. Nice. You thought you tuned into a death metal podcast? Well, now we're talking about Blink 182 and, and politics. Yes, Good times. Uh, my, all apologies. Right, right. All right, man. My last question for you, dude. Before we go, pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. Oh, this is this. This could be good. Oh, okay. So, uh, little known fact: I was a. Uh, I was a nursing school student. Oh wow! Um, uh, so, in in a pre in a previous life, yeah. Um, I it turns out nursing um, wasn't for me. I'm not. It, it takes a special kind of person to be a nurse, and I'm not that special kind of person. But I did work um, as a it, during it, in nursing school. I worked mm-hmm. in a uh, like a male psych ward as like oh, a wow. nursing assistant. Like, yeah. Uh, and I, I well, you know, I got. I've gotten them covered up with, with tattoos since then, but I did have a, uh, a gentleman, a patient in that facility stab me with a fork. Holy, uh, or like try, try to stab me with a fork. And we, we kind of wrestled on the ground a little bit, but I, 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 I had a pretty gnarly scar. I've since covered it up so you wouldn't be able to see it. Uh, but yeah, so I, I was stabbed, um, with a fork by a, uh, a mental patient in a, in a psych ward, I guess, um, it was a very eye-opening experience. It was it was a crazy one, but uh, it happened. Sounds like a Six Feet Under song. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Stabbed by a sight it's, it's always a fun. It's always a fun story to tell. Okay, you know what? I teased. I have one more question for you since this is going so right, well. Let's do it. If yeah. you if you were magically thrown into the ring at a wwe event or a ufc event oh, and you doing it. Okay. and you have okay. to choose your theme song what's your theme song oh man Oof. let's go with uh rise and fall by leeway nice nice dude i, I like I, it I just like something heavy something like heavy that you could run out to and just like you know look into the camera and do that that flex um, I, I think that would be the one. It, you put me on the spot. Yeah, maybe my answer would change if I had ten minutes to, to brainstorm on it. But I would go with Rise and Fall by Leeway. And then final, what's the best new metal band of all time, and what's the worst new metal band of all time? Oh, oh god, the worst. Okay, so I'm not a new metal 
aficionado by any stretch. Um, so System of a Down, I think is is in that in that world, or I, I maybe mistakenly in that world. Uh, I do love System of a Down. I think yeah. their songwriting is impeccable. Um, I that that band is on another level. I think it's kind of a misstep to uh, describe them as a new metal band, but they are. Yeah. They described yeah, as at least. Yes, they're, they're in that. They, they're they're perceived to be in that wave. I think they're different. Just like I don't think Deftones is a new metal band. Exactly. They got they were in that. You know that that era. They wore Adidas, um, so people call them new metal. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would say for me, if if they are classified as a new metal band, I would say System of, System of a Down mm-hmm. would be uh, would be the best and the worst. Ooh, I'm going with head. That's PE. a tough one. I'm going with head PE. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's that's really bad. Um, was that band called Edema? Yeah, that was Jonathan Ooh, Davis's uh, little brother's band. Yeah. Yes, that. Uh, As you can tell, I work true. at a rock radio station. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I remember one song by Edema being on the radio all the time for a, for a few months when I was a kid, and it was really. Really bad. I don't know. I'm not a new metal aficionado, but I do remember. I couldn't tell you what the song sounded like, but I do remember thinking it sucked. Um, and then uh, that band being the butt of some jokes X number of years later. So we'll go with Edema being the worst. No offense to them. Shout out Edema. Hope, hope you're not <laughs> Actually, you know what? That, but... Head PE, they're fine. <laughs> I'm going with Crazy Town as the worst. Oh, that's a good one. That's a yeah, I think that might be an undeniable fact. That that is a good strip club jam, though. I'm sure. I'm sure many a lady guess, have danced yeah. to that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. As we speak, it's happening during Corona, uh, <laughs> with the masks on. Anyways, dude, good. I, I would good, hope so. Yes. Good to talk to you, man. Uh, is there anything? Yes, uh, Thank you so much. Yeah. Is there anything uh, you want to say to the Northwest audience before I let you go? Um. No, no, you know, you know, again, this is uh, to reintroduce myself. This is Stan from Terminal Nation. We just had that uh, album Holocene Extinction come out a few months back. Uh, go listen to it. If you're down with it, pick up a copy, and hopefully we will uh, play your city in the next couple of years. We'll see. <laughs> hopefully so, man. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 